welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia DeBercier. And this week, we're going to be telling you about the common snapping turtle, as requested by Margaret, aka at Terra Tiger Studio on Twitter. So thank you for that request, Margaret. Yeah, we're happy to be doing another request, and of course, if anyone else would like to send us requests, we are at Beyond Blathers on Twitter and Instagram, where you can DM us, or send us an email at beyondblathers at gmail.com. So, let's get into it. If you bring a snapping turtle to Blathers, he'll say, The snapping turtle is a large turtle known for its crocodile-like body and long claws. No, wait, it's better known for its ferocious bite, which it can deliver with shocking speed for a turtle. No, wait, it's best known for that time one chased me across the parking lot and I had to climb on top of a car. I like it. That's really cute. That's a creative one. Yeah, I enjoy it. That's a good description. That's my top 10 blathers descriptions of animals. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so this is kind of a weird animal in the game, although a fun one, but Mm -hmm. unusual because it isn't a fish or a fossil or an insect. Yeah, when I fished it out of the pond, I was like... Wait. It just snapped on and held on. Yeah, yeah, it was just there. So yeah, this is obviously a turtle, but it's found in the family Chelidridae, which includes three species of snapping turtle. So it's the common snapping turtle, and then there's also two species of the infamous alligator snapping turtle, which is really enormous. But we're going to be talking about the common snapping turtle, Chelidra serpentia, in this episode. Yeah, so could you talk a bit about what they look like? Yeah, they're really cool. Like, please Google the image of a snapping turtle if you don't live in a place that has them because they're really ancient looking. And I mean, there are members of this family that showed up in the late Cretaceous so a long, long time ago. But they've got this really long tail. Sometimes the tail is half the length of their body. And it has these like dragon-like spikes on it. It's very fantasy looking. It's it's very cool. They also have kind of long claws on their feet used for digging and burrowing into mud, but they aren't great for running and they can't move particularly fast. They're really heavy and like, I mean, I'm sure Blathers has a very vivid memory of it running across the parking lot, but yeah, maybe that was scarring for him. But in reality, they're probably not going to chase after you. But their shell, it's very... I mean, similarly dragon-looking in the way their tail is, they've got kind of spiky shapes on their shell coming off of it. And often it's covered in algae, so they look like this creature of the deep that's come up. And they have the angriest face I have ever seen in my life. It's amazing. They have tiny eyes and a really big beak. And often when they're trying to look scary, they're just going to, like, gape their mouth open and their mouth is really pink, so they just look extra furious. And in terms of size, the common snapping turtle is between 20 to 36 centimeters or 8 to 14 inches and will weigh in at about 10 to 35 pounds. And so that's at adult size, which is pretty darn big. Yeah, that's the size of, like, my old dog. (laughs) (laughs) So I've never even really considered snapping turtles before, Mm -hmm. but I mean, where can they be found? They're really widespread as far as turtles go, at least in North America. So they can be found between like southern Manitoba all the way to Texas. And then across Canada, you can find them between Nova Scotia to Saskatchewan and typically in the southern parts of these provinces. Allegedly, you can find them in some parts of Alberta too, although this is, these are sort of like ones that have wandered in. And yeah, throughout the US, you can find them in different areas as well. 
and they usually prefer shallow, slow-moving water bodies like lakes, ponds, streams, and rivers. Of course, all fresh water. And they really like vegetation and muddy bottoms to hide in. And one of the reasons they prefer these shallow areas is because they need a place to rest, so they'll kind of burrow into the mud and the vegetation, and they'll sort of rest their little head on the top of the water so that they can breathe, and that's usually where you find them. What do they eat? Like, is the snapping... Is that because of what they eat? Or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are predatory, so they eat basically about anything. It looks like they eat a lot of like dead plants and animal material, which is really important for the ecosystem. But they're also going to eat like insects, snails, slugs, fish, frogs, even worms, small mammals. And there's even reports of them eating like small birds or ducklings. So yeah. they definitely use that bite not just as a defense, but also for feeding. So they're famous for their bite, of course, and that bite force was calculated at about 200 newtons on average, which is actually less than a human if a human is biting with their molars. A human bite is about 300 to 700 newtons of power, although snapping turtles have been reported to bite with a force upwards of 650 newtons. So in the end, like, that is a pretty hard bite, especially for something that has a pretty sharp beak on the end of it. So it's not as though this bite wouldn't hurt. It's just that sometimes it gets exaggerated a little bit as to how strong it can be. And of course, you should be careful walking in a wetland if you have a lot of snapping turtles in your area. But it's also important to mention that turtles are going to prefer to run away if they're in the water as opposed to eat your toes. <laughs> so, But they will snap at you when threatened. Like if you search up videos of snapping turtles, there's always people like manhandling them and they snap really fast like and that's their main defense because if you look at their shell they aren't able to fit their head in, or their legs into their shell like it looks like they've tried to fit a like three sizes too small sweater on their body and they're just kind of angry that they can't fit into it they're just very bulky uh, <laughs> so their main defense is to snap that's really interesting <laughs> yeah i mean it's an interesting, like, adaptation to just kind of snap all the time. Yeah. Like, when you watch them and they're angry, it's just, like, snap, 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 snap. And it makes sense to me that their bite isn't, like, way stronger than a human's or anything. Mm -hmm. it, it seems more like it's about just kind of that instinct to snap rather than, like, they have to bite <laughs> through, like, extremely hard things or anything Yeah, like that. they're not really eating, like, mollusks and things like that, so... Yeah, and I mean, if you were, like, a bird trying to eat them... I would, I would be pretty afraid of that. I wouldn't want to eat them. Do they have predators? Do you yeah, they, they have... Well, as adults, they don't really have that many predators because, I mean, for obvious reasons. <laughs> but there have been reports of, like, raccoons and mink eating them when they're hibernating or eating some of the smaller ones. But once they get pretty big, predation isn't a huge issue. But in terms of how they're doing, like, yeah, predation is not their main concern. Yeah, I mean, could you talk more about how they are doing? Like, do we need to be concerned about them conservation-wise? Yeah, well, in Canada, they're a species of special concern. So that basically means their populations are at risk of being endangered. So we are keeping an eye on them because there are declines being reported in their population. And that's largely because they have really low reproductive success. It takes about 15 to 20 years for a common snapping turtle in Canada to reach maturity and reproduce. Wow. Which is a really long time. Like, that's, that's like humans. Like it, that's <laughs> older than a human, you know, biologically. But yeah, and then the females lay about 40 to 50 eggs in a nest. And 
often they'll lay eggs in sandy or gravel areas and that often brings them into human areas like next to roads and stuff which doesn't seem like a particularly safe place to be laying your eggs and those eggs are often most of them are usually eaten by like raccoons otters coyotes anything that's gonna eat eggs in an area so that's a big problem for them and the eggs are also really interesting because they need warm temperatures to develop but it's also interesting because males will only develop in eggs that are in 23 to 28 degrees celsius when they're developing and any other temperature beyond that and the eggs will be females which is really weird so that's what determines it yeah so you can expect that there would be some like climate related effects to these turtles like yeah you definitely want like a gender balance for species success well Maybe not always. I'm sure there's nature has exceptions to that. But, you know, if suddenly you only have females or only have males, and that's going to become a bit of an issue. But yeah, so these turtles, yeah, they're they're laying a lot of eggs. A lot of them don't survive. A lot of them are in kind of risky nesting habitats. But the turtles themselves can live so long. The estimates are ranging up to 100 years old. So these things could live a century if they survive, like if they don't, if they manage to dodge all the different threats there are out there. And I was saying before, they don't have a lot of predators, so that's not really their main concern. For the most part, they're at risk of habitat loss. You know, wetlands are often developed, particularly in sort of prairie provinces and things like that. Pollution is a big problem for them as well, pollution in wetlands. But mainly, they're at risk of being hit by cars when they're crossing the road. So that's something that is... You, you see a lot of sort of like messaging out there to be careful when you're in an area with snapping turtles that you don't hit them. They'll often be crossing the roads to be finding nesting places, but also if they are migrating to a hibernating location. And I mean, all you have to do is look at a picture of these guys to know they're not going to be very fast when they're crossing the road yeah. and they look like rocks. So I can imagine they'd be really hard to see and easy to hit with your car. So... But speaking of that, if you ever do see a snapping turtle crossing the road, first thing to do is call your local wildlife organization or fish and wildlife and try and find out if maybe they can come and help this animal cross the road if it looks really risky. And if you're comfortable, you can always try and help them, but you have to be really careful because their necks are deceivingly long. So if you try and like pick them up from the sides of their shell, which is the way most people handle turtles, they can like wrap their neck around their shell and bite you. So just be really yeah. careful. It's recommended. We'll, we'll try and link the video to this. It's really cute of a person explaining how to help a turtle across the road. It's so cute. It's really cute. You just have to like basically grab the very back of their shell, their carapace, and you can like kind of push them in the direction they're going, which is really important because if you push them back where they came from, they're just going to turn around and try and go across the road again because Turtles have things to do. We can't assume we know what they want. (laughs) So yeah, make sure they're going the way they're going. And uh, never ever try and drag them by their tail because their tail is attached to their vertebrae, which is like attached to their, I mean, their shell is like part of the vertebrae basically. So it could dislocate their back. So don't do that. So you can also, yeah, basically like drag them. If you have like a piece of cardboard or like your car carpet you can like slide them onto it and drag them on the carpet so lots of options yeah you gotta be really careful yeah we'll we'll send you the video but um yeah if you if you see one crossing the road maybe try and help it out if you can if it's safe if you feel comfortable 
Also just try not to hit it with your car. <laughs> and, and we really wanna keep them around, not just because they look like the angriest Muppets on the planet, but also because they're important for cleaning up the ecosystem, getting rid of some like carrion and dead plant matter. And we just want them around because they are weird yeah. <laughs> and wonderful. That's so interesting. I mean, I didn't realize that this was like such an issue in terms of cars and turtles, but it makes sense. They're so slow. Like, They're really slow. I see that all the time with things like slugs and stuff around mm-hmm. here. Like you just always find them on the road. Because, well, no one can see them and they move so slowly. Yeah, they're really well camouflaged. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, thank you so much, Olivia. And thanks everyone for listening. If you're a new listener, don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Beyond Blathers on Instagram and Twitter for updates. And you can also send us any suggestions you have of creatures you'd like us to cover. But yeah, tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye.